0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to another guest episode of the Empower Them podcast. Guys, I am very excited to dive into this one today because I've had an incredible guest who's joining us to dive into some really interesting topics in this episode. So today's guest is a freedom lifestyle creator that is dedicated to helping women live their most liberated, abundant, and expansive life. She is the host of the Thoughts Disrupted podcast, and her mission is to help you create craft your freedom lifestyle for well-being, personal and financial liberation, meaning and true connection. She's also an author with two self-published books and co-author of three books in the Wellness Universe Guide to Complete Self-Care series. Now, I am so excited to introduce this guest to all of you guys today. So welcome to Melissa Girobeck to the podcast. (laughs) Did I get the name right? It's perfect. Thank you so much. Here I am putting pressure on myself to pronounce the last name correctly and I nailed it. So I'm glad with that. But Melissa, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners today? Obviously, I've shared a bit about you, but what else is there that you'd love them to know?
1: Yeah. So thank you so much for having me again. Um, I, I'm i truly passionate about talking about having a lifestyle of freedom. And that's because I lived for so long in a lifestyle that I thought I was stuck with. So I have a background in nursing. I did nursing for a while. It was not the right career choice for not me. <laughs> and I felt stuck in it and I didn't think I could ever get out of it. And you know, I couldn't sleep, I had trouble eating. It was, my mental health was declining Mm. And, uh, and then my husband had a really bad accident and I kind of got pulled out of that world and started asking myself, you know, hold the phone here. Like, what am I even doing? What am I even mm-hmm. devoting time to I'm not feeling the way I want to feel. I'm not doing the things I want to do. And so this has really been a journey for me towards personal freedom and, When I dived into the personal development space, I was like, hold on. (laughs) There is so much out there, right? Um, So I I was really attracted to your content because you talk so much about mindset and really setting yourself up to succeed. And so where I do that with my special sauce is... I bring that into everyday routines and helping women figure out, okay, like what does freedom look like for me in the everyday? Like how do I take the concepts and actually bring them into like the nitty gritty? How do I turn the things I don't want to do into like something, a part of my freedom, something I'm choosing to do. So that's to give you a little bit of a, of a gist of, of what I work on uh, with, different clients. Um, that's that's what we do.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I think that's such a, uh, it's an important area to be helping serve people with, right? I think especially in these days, freedom is something that so many people lack. You know, it's funny when you mentioned like the nursing industry. I know so many people who have been in the nursing space, still in the nursing space or have like left the nursing space. And from what I hear, like it's one of the least Freedom, sort of career paths you could go down right and how much does that end up impacting your everyday life your health all of it because of how much that shift work really does throw you out so it's awesome to see that you know you've taken yourself out of um, that space and have now really lent into this idea of freedom lifestyle and it's something I'm excited to explore with you today as well because as an entrepreneur myself In my first year of business, I feel like freedom was an element that I really let go of. And I really felt like I lost because suddenly like my business was consuming me. And now that I'm sort of like stepping into the second year of business, I'm very much trying to prioritize that freedom within your everyday life. And for me personally, which I'm sure is something that you can connect with, I sort of found that I was putting myself in this mindset of I will have freedom once I achieve X. But then every time I'd achieve X, I still didn't feel any difference with the level of freedom that I was actually experiencing in my life. So is there anything that you'd want to feed off of with that?
1: I completely resonated with that because I did the same thing. It was this idea, right, that you have to do, 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 and you'll get the payoff later because Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're told you have to do in business. And it's a great way to set yourself up for burnout and just being totally depleted. Um, because the doing has to be combined with being, and we, we miss that when we're jumping into something like a brand new business where we're like, okay, like I got to do all the things and I have to learn and I have to be growing and healing and I have to be living my life and doing my household stuff and everything else that's on my plate. Like, and then you get the the results, but it it never seems to be enough because, the depletion and there's, there's something missing. Right. And so you can't fully enjoy it.
0: The sacrifice, right? You feel as though you had to Mm. sacrifice something, or at least I felt, you know, I felt that in some ways my time was sacrificed. In some ways, my health was sacrificed. In some ways, my social life was sacrificed, all in pursuit of, you know, said goal. And when I only became aware of that through some like seriously deep self reflection, that the reason why I was unfulfilled by certain things I was achieving was because of that sacrifice that I was making in other areas that were actually really important important to me so I think it's great that you were able to highlight that there and you did mention as well that freedom is really a combination of doing and being now when you say the word being can you explain what exactly this means to our listeners in case they don't fully understand what is meant by it
1: yeah absolutely so in order for us to be able to do and and you know, as entrepreneurs, or as if you have really big juicy goals that you're going after, in order to have something extra, you have to do extra, right? Like you can't do the bare minimum and expect the best of the best and the most magical of experiences. But in order to do the extra, in order to put in the effort, in order to do, 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 you have to be. And where that can get kind of confusing is, if we're thinking about being in terms of like just meditation and sitting still and not doing anything and you know it's the being has to be beneficial in some way and you have to find what aligns with you so for some people the meditation is going to work for other people walking outside and getting fresh air is being they're completely in the moment. They're completely taking in the air. They're feeling the sun on their face. They're hearing the birds. They're like, Hmm, like Mm. that is when I'm being, um, for me, I like have a thing with water. So when I'm in the shower, I like to watch the drips, like falling down the wall of the shower. Like I'm fully being in that moment. Like when I am in like in a situation with water, put me in a hot tub, put me in a lake, like, I'm completely immersed in the moment. Mm. So being are the moments where your mind is not in the future, thinking about what's coming next. And it's not in the past, thinking about what you've been doing or where you failed or what hasn't gone right, or the things that you're afraid of repeating. It's when you can just be completely in the moment and aware of yourself and Mm. what's going on around you and that's that's what stillness is, right? It's that awareness.
0: Yeah, and I love that you really brought attention to the fact that in order to be and to achieve that stillness, you don't have to be meditating. You can find it in so many other ways because like meditation is a practice, of course, and over time you do get better at it, but I do come across so many people who actually don't have an interest in you know, being intentional about practicing it and developing it. So knowing that you are able to still experience that sense of presence and being in other ways, I think is a really, uh, it's just a good reminder, you know, to have brought up. And I love that you mentioned that you stare at the water droplets. I think that's so (laughs) awesome. I definitely am the kind of person that does that when it's raining. But for me, I would say the thing that is like, I am being is when I'm sitting outside and I'm watching the insects, like it might be a bumblebee or it might be like a little grasshopper. And I just like zone in on that little critter and it just I don't know, it detaches, it it, it allows me to come back to the present moment, escape everything that's going on in my head and realize, oh my gosh, like look at all of these beautiful little creatures in the world around us that I was blind to two minutes ago, right? So that's my little way of sort of stepping into that space of being, which um, yeah, sort of came to mind when you were sharing yours. But what I'd love to know from you is, you know, obviously freedom lifestyle is something that you are, the queen of clearly. And with that, I understand that self-management is something that is very important to get your head around and start to work with in order to create that freedom for yourself. So do you want to share a little bit with us about what self-management is and why it does matter in your pursuit of creating that sense of freedom?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of going after success, because I know a lot of your listeners, you know, they're working towards success. They want to be successful. A lot of times we have a hard time going for true success because we're missing that freedom piece. We can't actually enjoy successfully if we don't feel free, if it's not going, coming from a direction that we align with. And so in self managing, that is where you really step into that CEO badass boss bitch energy. Um, and I apologize. I do curse when I get excited. Um, but that is how we step into that vibe and what that looks like, what it looks like to self-manage like a boss is to totally be on top of yourself, right? So it's nice to have a schedule for your business. It's nice to have a structure, but in managing your energy, do you actually have a sense of looking at your day and going, mm, I've got this really big client call that's going to take up a lot of my energy? So, how am I going to set myself up to have enough energy for the call? How am I going to maintain my energy? How am I going to replenish if I need to replenish? Right. That those kind of aspects are going to be really important, or else you end up at the end of the day, you got to check out, you're exhausted. And you're carrying that into the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also looking like that self-awareness piece. How am I feeling right now? Right? So, and again, that comes from the doing and being. Mm -hmm. Am I feeling like I need something right now to get my energy back up? And, And it can be something real quick. Like I had a mentor do this with me. And she was like, just stand up right now and just, just shake and do five jumping jacks. And like, I was like lying in my bed and I was like, "Mm, I I don't know, but I I just stood up and did five jumping jacks and boom, I had more energy. Like if I needed to go and do a little something like you can, you can replenish your energy. You can re you can create more energy. You can do things to maintain your energy. So energy management is
0: a huge part of self-management, right? Mm. It's, mm. Energy management is definitely something I'd love to dive even deeper with you today, you know, because I think that first and foremost, the state of the world that we're living in right now, the energy around us is just so constantly chaotic that that does have an impact on ourselves as well. But then also, you know, if we're not properly managing our energy across our day-to-day's sort of stacks, right? And it holds you down and it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So I'd love to sort of explore these concepts of, you said, maintaining, preserving, and replenishing energy. So I'd love to explore these three areas so that um, our listeners can really learn how to unlock the full potential of their energy in each of their days.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So in terms of
1: maintaining energy, everybody's going to have different, different ways that vibes that vibe with them and other ways that are like, "Mm, that's not for me, Mm -hmm. but it's really having the self-awareness to know what replenishes my energy. Right. So for me, I dance and I sing a lot in my day. I am in no means talented in these areas, but it raises my energy. So Sometimes if I'm like, not in the mood to work out, but I know that's going to raise my energy, I will dance beforehand. So that's kind of a two layered piece. The dancing is a way for me to let go of any stagnant energy. So anything that's sitting there, that's preventing me from doing what I know is going to be in my highest good. And that is going to that's going to give me the energy Some some people might call it the motivation. I don't like calling it motivation, but it's going to give me the "mm" to, to be able to do what I need to do. The Mm -hmm. workout itself is going to give me energy because of my intention, Mm -hmm. my intention to feel good at the end of it. I know that having the intention of having a healthy lifestyle, that's going to give me a lasting energy an energy that's going to last me for hours. So in your daily routines, having ways for you to maintain your energy, activities that either give you energy or sometimes it's like setting a boundary, right? Setting a boundary maintains your energy. Mm-hmm. So we've all got like this, jar, this beautiful jar that holds our energy. We got to know where the leaks are, right? Like you mentioned, um, you talked about all the things in the world. Well, every single time we consume things like the news or we engage in those conversations, there's a leak in that energy jar because it's difficult and it it brings up emotions. And so we have to decide how much of our energy we're going to invest in what we consume and what we discuss. And do we have the energy to give away? Mm. That's another aspect of maintaining energy, right? Mm. Is that worth my investment?
0: Right. And I feel like there's a really powerful point that came up in that as well that we could dive a little bit deeper into. And you mentioned managing emotions. You know, mm. so what influence does our emotions, if it does have any, you know, essentially on our energy that we do have across the day?
1: Mm. Emotions and energy are intricately linked. And it becomes a big problem when you are not self-aware of what your emotional state is. And if you're plowing through the day, not addressing different emotions, because what's going to happen is that emotion sits in the body. And if you find like at the end of the day that like, Oh, you feel really tense. You feel you're carrying stuff with you, right? The more you carry the more of a drain on your energy you're going to have. And so when we can be, the first step is that self-awareness piece. How am I feeling today, right? Some mornings I wake up and I'm bouncing out of bed and I'm excited to get started. Other mornings I'm like, oh no, <laughs> right? No matter how great your mindset is, every, every morning, every day is gonna start out different. And from moment to moment, your emotional state can change. And so moving through emotion as a practice is a really powerful thing to do. So what I mean by that is being very aware of where you're at and what you need in that moment.
0: Mm, where are you at and what do you need? I absolutely love this whole, um, you know, explanation you've given around this topic, especially because it links so well with something that I'm trying to like learn more about myself at the moment. Have you read the book, The Emotion Code? by no, dr bradley someone i forgot the last name um, but it's it's basically talking about exactly what you've mentioned here how um energy and emotions they're one and the same at the end of the day emotions are energy you know just being expressed um, within our bodies within our human form and that when we don't move through the different emotions that we do experience they can become trapped within our body and cause other problems to surface. So do you know much around that area of like trapped emotions and being able to move through them as well?
1: Yeah. So for me, I find to move through emotion, it kind of goes hand in hand with intention and knowing what is going to help you release and what is going to help you sit with emotion. So for example, if I need to just release some like stagnant negative energy and I'm going through my morning and I'm like, okay, it's time for my workout. And I'm realizing, okay, I'm sitting with that right now. Then I'm more likely to do like weight training or something a little bit more intensive as a release. Um, if it's something I need to sit with, then that's when I'm going to bring out the journal. That's when I'm going to start looking into like, okay, I'm feeling this. Where is it coming from? That's where I might, um, start really exploring things, um, in, in mastermind group or chatting about it, uh, in terms of like practices that I do at home. If I'm feeling really sad, I'm going to do something to sit with that sadness before I try to plow forward. So I've laid a lot on you there, but that self-awareness piece and then knowing how you're going to meet that emotion so that you can actually flow with it rather than resisting it. Because what happens is if we resist emotion and we resist emotion and we resist emotion, it compounds. So then you know, you get in a fight with your with your hubby because he didn't close the cupboard doors in the kitchen, except you've got all of this emotion sitting inside. You're going to make that so much more of a big deal because it's like a faucet. And now the faucet has been turned on and boom, now he's getting all of the emotion you've been holding on to when the, when the cupboard thing is really not even that big of a deal. But now it's a big yeah. deal, right? Because you've been carrying it except now there's an outlet now there's a hole in the jar and boosh, mm-hmm. it's, it's all coming out
0: right yeah that one small thing triggers that bigger reaction because you're on the you're on the cusp of breaking anyway so wow. you mentioned the importance of obviously meeting your emotions so mm-hmm. what does that specifically look like when someone does meet their emotions It depends what you're kind
1: of, what you're moving through. So some things can be talked through or thought through. You can explore different perspectives. Like let's say that you have, um, you have a new, uh, program you want to launch in your business and you're kind of worried about the launch and whether anybody's going to sign up, like, there are different ways that you can move through that. Mm. You can kind of evaluate, okay, what is the fear? What is the stress? Where is this coming from? How can I flip it? How can I change? Like there's journal prompts that you can do with that. Kind of like playing with that a little bit. What is it that I'm trying to attract? Um, Who is it that I actually want to work with? Then there are emotions that we have to just sit with. So some stuff, you know, sometimes we're moving through things and then all of a sudden something comes up. Maybe it's imposter syndrome in your business and Mm -hmm. you are not feeling worthy. You are feeling like I don't belong here. I don't have anything to offer anything of value. How am I possibly going to earn any money? Sometimes that stuff, we need to sit with it. And Mm -hmm. that is hard because we don't like being, we like doing And being is not always fun. (laughs) It's not always looking at the bugs and the raindrops in awe and wonder. Sometimes it's sitting down and screaming in a pillow and crying and allowing yourself to express what you need to express, allowing yourself to sit with it, being like, it's okay that I'm sad. And I'm allowed to express that. And I'm allowed to feel it and make time for it. So that I can actually move through it, so that I'm not trying not to be sad all the time until, like, boom, I break down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, you have to kind you have to get to know yourself to the point where you know is this something that I can work with and turn around and maybe do something to make myself feel better, not repressing the emotion, but but turning it around or is this something I need to sit with? Is there something that I need to give myself grace with? And in doing that, knowing that if I actually allow myself to move through that emotion and make time for it, my business, my goals, my relationships, everything will be better off because of it. And I'm going to sling forward like a slingshot. I don't always have to be moving forward. Sometimes when I stop, I get, I sling forward. (laughs)
0: I love it I I know what I mean (laughs) I love the visuals I'm a very visual person I can picture that sling happening right now but I think that that's brilliant that you did mention the importance of sitting with your emotions because I find that even in my own experiences there's been times where I've instead of sitting with the emotions tried to force myself to move past them, almost leaning into that like toxic positivity sort of space, because obviously you want to keep making forward progress. Obviously you want to go towards whatever goals you're working towards. And it's a very negative mindset to think that by just turning a blind eye to those things that you're experiencing, you're going to be able to move forward because some point sooner or later, as you mentioned, they're going to force themselves back up again. So it is really important to take that time and and sit and really be with your emotions and moving through them. Are your finances holding you back from investing into a mentor to help you expand your business? Now, if you answered yes, then keep on listening because I have a solution for you. And guess what? It will cost you less than $50 to take part. So I'm excited to introduce to you our business builder hub. The BB Hub is an online space, which supports the education, creation, and connection of entrepreneurs. Now, inside the hub, I share exclusive zoom trainings on business specific topics, such as systems, strategies, sales, marketing, social media, and so much more. Inside the hub, I also share monthly downloadable resource drops such as templates and trackers to simplify your business systems, content, and more. There are live monthly business Q&As, guest trainings, and also community challenges that I run within the hub to provide you that direct support and accountability to help you with your business growth. Now, the BB Hub is for you if you're an online business owner, if you're looking for practical support and tools to help you grow your business, if you want to up level your social media skills and start closing more sales online. Furthermore, the hub is for you if you want access to high ticket trainings at a low and affordable monthly price. So stop putting your business on hold because of your finances and start getting the mentorship that you have always wanted. The regular pricing of the BB Hub membership is $49 per month. However, as a listener of the podcast, I have created a special discount link for you to join at an even better rate. So head to the episode description now to get started with 50% off your first month in the BB Hub. Go check it out. I can't wait to see you there. But what I would love to know is, if there was someone who maybe like feared facing their emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, what would your guidance be for them to be able to meet their emotions and move through them properly?
1: Yeah. Difficult emotions are not easy to sit with. I mean, that's why we avoid them, right? We don't want to feel it. We don't want to sit there. Um, for me, I had to almost like an affirmation remind myself that one, no emotion is wrong. Our emotions cannot be wrong. It is our human experience. We feel what we feel and that radical acceptance when you can get to that point, and it is something you got to work towards, right? Like, it's not something that you might automatically just be able to do. I can sit with my emotions, I can sit with this. It's uncomfortable, it's challenging, It's it can be triggering. And so giving yourself so much grace, and, and reminding yourself that sitting with your emotions is so courageous, and your expression not only helps you, it gives other women, other people a big, beautiful permission slip to express themselves to mm. emotions are not wrong. They're not bad. We are not wild and, and out of control for having them. They're part of the human experience. And what's not addressed will be expressed in ways that are not going to be in the highest good of all if we don't allow ourselves that expression
0: yes oh I love that line what is what what is what was it what is not expressed
1: addressed will be expressed I did not not invent that and I wish I could tell you where it came from and give credit to whoever invented it but (laughs) it's so good
0: I love that and it's interesting because I've had a conversation recently as well with someone who's Um, Also in this energetic space, but very focused on ancestral healing. And, you know, when we don't move through those emotions that we do hold, it does then carry through our lineage as well. And so that just to me says how important it really is to be um, moving through, you know, these emotions as you've been talking about. And in saying this, like, obviously, we've been talking around the topic of self-management and how self-management will help you create that freedom lifestyle that you want for yourself. And within self-management, we've talked about energy management and emotional management. So I was curious to know, is there any sort of any additional areas that people should really be leaning into exploring and getting that self-management over in order to step into that complete lifestyle freedom?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to say priorities. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want to manage time. And the thing about it is that time can't be managed, right? We all have the same 24 hours and we like to think that the people who are really successful, that they have like extra time, but somehow they're they're milking their time for all that they've got uh, and that uh, nobody else is busy the way we are, especially when we're trapped in chaos. Um, but Part of being able to manage your activity is having top-notch priorities and understanding that those priorities shift from moment to moment. So on some days the priority is going to be I'm feeling really energized, I'm feeling really good, I'm in like a high vibrational state, I'm ready to go. My priority is going to be making the most of this energy and really being focused on doing the work, maybe doing the things I've been avoiding, maybe doing the things that I don't like so much, maybe doing the things that 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 are that take a lot out of me because I have this high energy, because I feel really good. That mm-hmm. can change. You can get halfway through your day and then all of a sudden, like you get a phone call from a family member, something happened or like, or whatever, your energy plummets. Your priority... Now needs to be adjusted. Okay, so do I need to sit with something? Do I need to put some of these tasks on the to do list for tomorrow? Right? So, especially as business owners, we have to have a schedule, we have to have a structure, but it has to be flexible 100%. And so that you can work with what's happening from moment to moment.
0: Mm. There's a couple things that I sort of want to um, dive deeper into coming off of what Mm -hmm. you just shared there. The first and foremost thing would be, you know, how can we go about getting clear on what our priorities are? Because it is a bit easier said than done, you know, go work on your priorities first, but what if we don't (laughs) know what our priorities are? So what would your guidance be around getting clear on what you do need to prioritize in your days? Yeah. It, it always has to come
1: back to that self-awareness piece, right? And understanding understanding where you're at. First and foremost, what are your needs, right? Because if your needs are not being met, it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 things to do in your business. You're not going to crush it the way you want to crush it if your mind or your body or your emotions or your spirit is like yelling at you that it needs something, And you want to bring the best of you to your work, especially if you're a business owner, because that's your baby. So first and foremost, where am I at? The priorities have to revolve around me. And or, you know, if you've got little ones and, and, and the family, the family plays into that as well. Like, where are we at today? So for example, like I had this whole day planned today for work and both my kids are sick. And I woke up with a bit of a fumbly throat and my husband's not feeling well. So like, mm, now the schedule has to change because now my responsibilities have shifted. My kids are not at daycare, that kind of thing. Things are going to come up. But where am I at? Where's the family at? If that's what you got going on, what is it that we, is there something that's demanding our attention today?
0: Mm. The
1: second thing is moving to, okay, if I'm, if I have a business, What is the most important things on my list and figuring that out before you start your day, right? Like what is it that has to be done today? And what is it that I've planned to do today? But if something comes up, it can be moved to tomorrow Mm -hmm. and understanding that from the get-go so that you have room to play. Because when we don't give ourselves that flexibility and life happens Now the energy plummets, the emotions skyrocket, and we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off because we're in chaos. And sometimes that just happens. But if we can set ourselves up to avoid that, mm, that's the sweet spot.
0: I love that with what you shared there, like flexibility was a key element, you know, having that flexibility in your priorities. You don't need to have a set fixed priority. That's like every single day, this is what has to come first. But instead, like tuning back into yourself and using your self-awareness to guide what your priority will be for the day. But then within the business as well, like having more of that structure, but still that flexibility in the structure as well, which I really, um, I love that you shared that there. And there was a second thing that I sort of wanted to dive deeper into with what you were just talking about um, with priorities. And it comes back to like those days where we need to prioritize ourselves right? Like Mm -hmm. when we do that self-awareness check and we realize actually I can't show up first for my business today, I need to show up for me first. But the biggest challenge that comes with that is often the emotions, like the guilt, Mm -hmm. right? That is connected to prioritizing yourself. So what would your, like, what is, what value would you like to share around, I guess, being able to release that guilt to really actually be able to lean into that priority of yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the key to really being able to let go of that guilt is understanding that you, your personal life, and your business are interconnected. Mm. So everything is connected to each other. When I book a a, a vacation that is really Mm vibey and I go home, I have so many content ideas for my business right that personal vacation benefited me personally but it leaks into my business when i decide you know what like i am super tense i'm not able to kind of release it i feel like if i got a massage i could just i could come back and do my work and just be in such a better place right so it's understanding that the things you're doing in your personal life are also benefiting your business. Mm. The things that you're doing for yourself are also benefiting your business because you are your business. So all of it, you're always working on your business, even when you're not working on your business. And sometimes it's the work you're doing outside of the business that actually gives you that, that burst, that quantum leap, that big jump in results. It Because all of it, it, it's all connected. Your business gives you something personally and your personal stuff leaks into your business.
0: Mm, and it really comes back to the whole concept of you can't fill up someone else's cup until you fill up your own, right? And our businesses can be such energy drainers. And so it is important to not let that guilt hold you back from giving yourself what you do need. And I mean, personally, in an experience that I've had, Back at the beginning of my business, I struggled to prioritize myself. You know, if I was mm-hmm. sick, I'd push through and then what would the result be? I'd be even sicker. And instead of taking like, you know, a couple of days off working, I had to take like a week or two off working. And that's the consequences of ignoring what you deep you truly do need. So, I love mm-hmm. that you did share that, you know, value there around the importance of actually listening to your body, putting yourself first and recognizing that you are your business at the end of the day. And if you are not able to show up, um, you know, with your full energy, focus and attention, then your business isn't going to be moving forward in the way that you'd like it to anyway. So thank you for sharing that there. I guess the next area or maybe the final area that I sort of wanted to explore with you on this time management sort of topic is the idea of time and energy management because I've heard people who are like, nope, time management is like the key to success. You gotta block, 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 block. But then I've heard people who are like, no, energy manager management is the way to go about it. So what's your sort of input on how to really be even balancing both, right? Like that time end man, any that time and energy management integration. <laughs> yeah. I think it's
1: such an important conversation especially because i went through a lot of similar struggles in my first year of business my first year and a half of business um the the thing about the time and the energy discussion is that it there's it's not the same for everybody you have to figure out how you work so when i started my business I was very much in a masculine energy oriented type of working, meaning the doing, uh, let's have as many calls as we can. Let's try to reach out to as many people as possible, trying to batch create content and trying to do all these things. That's not how I operate. Mm
0: -hmm. So for
1: me, I channel my content. I it comes to me that that's just part of how I create content. I'm in the shower, I'm watching the raindrops, boom, an entire post just pops into my head and I have to jump out of the shower and voice note myself so I can write it out later. And that will happen to me during my workout. And then it will happen to me again when I'm listening to somebody's podcast later. So I'm batching content, but for me, it comes to me as inspiration as I'm doing those kind of activities where I'm giving my mind a break that's when my mind decides okay here you go here's an idea. So yes. for me to sit down and book an hour, 2 hours, 3 hours to write content, it's not going to happen. Yes. And it's not because I'm not motivated or I'm lazy or I'm like, you know, it's that's not how I operate. I'm I operate energetically. However, that's not necessarily going to be the case for everybody. Not everybody channels content. Some people can sit there and very clearly d- f- figure out things that they need to talk about, their areas of genius, and put out some really great work. And then they're ahead of the game. And that's great. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's always going to come back to that self awareness piece. How do you work? And how do you work with that? Right. Mm-hmm. So if, the time piece is the way that mm, that's what works best for you, then you have to really lean into that. That is your way. That is going to be the way that you really see success. Mm -hmm. If you're more energetic, you have to lean into that. You have to find the activities that get your juices flowing and they have to be a daily practice for you so that you can be coming up with enough content. Um, So really figuring out like, how do I work? how is it that I work? Do I work best having calls back to back to back on certain days and then taking some days off? Or do I work best knowing "Mm, no more than two calls a day because energetically,
0: that's all I can handle. Mm. Amazing. I mean, I love that response and how you brought the focus over to the feminine energy and Mm -hmm. how you channel your feminine energy to be able to Know how you work and then really work with that, as you said. So what I'd love to know then, since you did mention the point of feminine energy, is how do you go about really channeling that through your business? Because something that I think is quite a struggle that a lot of people can resonate with is We get into this like fear-driven mindset that I have to be in my mask. I have to be go, 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 like massive action taking in order to see that big success. So how do you make that switch and actually really embody that feminine flow to still be able to get massive results?
1: Yeah. Um, So for me, coming from a business that I was trying to operate in a very masculine manner, when I first started learning about feminine energy, I was totally confused. I was like, "Hold on. So I'm supposed to like work and then do nothing, and that's going to bring me 10k months?" Like, I don't understand what that is talking about. But what I ended up realizing was the feminine aspect of my business was the embodiment of what I'm trying to teach, of what I'm trying to help people experience. So At first, I knew it was possible in my mind. I knew freedom was possible, but I wasn't living in freedom. And Mm -hmm. so we can teach the concepts that is masculine, but the feminine is embodying the concepts. So some really practical things that I did to step into my feminine, I revamped my wardrobe to things that made me feel really good. So we're not talking about like labels and what brands you're buying or how much you're paying for your clothes. We're talking about a feeling. Mm. I, I purchased things that made me feel good, man. Like I could rub, this is a furry shirt. I could rub it all day, but I feel like a powerful business owner when I wear it. Right. Whereas my masculine first year of business, I thought I had to have a blazer and I thought I had to be so professional and I thought I had to know everything. I yeah. had to have all the answers or people wouldn't want to work with me. My feminine side understands that mm, I'm coming from a place of service. We're talking about energy and emotion. And really my job is to guide. My job is not to have the answers. My, it's my client's job to figure out the answers. It's my job to help them find the answers. Mm -hmm. That's my feminine. So I've I've got the clothes that make me feel good. I've got the setup in my office that allows me to embody that goddess energy that I want to bring to my business. I've got my practices that I do. So If I want to really relax before working with a client, I'll do some breath work. I'll do some dancing. I'll I'll listen to something, an inspiring podcast or something. That's my feminine coming out. Those are the practices that I do so that I can really embody the person that I want to be. So the masculine tasks are going to create and keep your business going. Mm -hmm. The feminine tasks are going to allow you To actually be the woman and the business owner that you want to be and communicate what you want to communicate in the way that is going to reach all the people you want to work with.
0: Wow. Can I just say that that was probably my favorite explanation of the feminine and masculine difference that I've heard someone share with me so far, because it is a topic that we do sort of talk about a lot in conversation on this podcast. But the way that you said that, you know, the masculine is the teaching. Uh So beautifully for me. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. and. With that said, then, Melissa, you know, I want to start to wrap up this episode because we've dived so deep into this topic of, you know, creating freedom through self-management of emotions, energy, priorities, and that added value of, you know, feminine and masculine balance that you were sharing there. But something that I do ask all of my listeners who come on, all my guests, not listeners, all my guests who come on this podcast is... What is one final piece of empowering advice you would love to leave everyone with today?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to share something with you guys that I really needed to hear in my first two years of business. And that is in doing this beautiful mindset work and personal growth work and masculine feminine energy work and emotional work. sometimes we can really feel like we're lacking and we always, have to, we always have to learn more so that we can do better, so that we can be better. But you already have everything that you need to be as successful and thriving the way that you want to. And what the self-management does for you is it helps you make the most of the resources that are already yours. The energy is already there. The beautiful emotional states and experiences are already there. So it's really about setting yourself up to make the most of what you already have. You're complete.
0: Melissa, I've absolutely loved listening to everything that you have shared with us today. And I think that's the most powerful note to leave this episode on. Honestly, like sitting here chatting with you, I've had like little breakthroughs of my own just from this conversation that we've had so it's been so incredibly valuable I know our listeners are going to absolutely think the same as well and if any of them do want to continue listening or learning from you after this podcast episode where's the best place for them to find you
1: The best place to find me is Instagram. Instagram is my area. Um, I'd love for you to connect with me on there. My Instagram handle is at MJ underscore mindset.
0: Mm, I love it. And I'll put uh, the link to your Instagram as well in the episode description. So it's super easy for anyone to be able to find you after today. But Melissa, once again, thank you so much for your time and bringing your beautiful energy onto this podcast. I've enjoyed absolutely every second of this conversation and I hope that you have as well. So that's a wrap on today's episode. any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.